Psalm 103. Since Thanksgiving is this week, just around the corner, we're going to work on or deal with or think about the heart of Thanksgiving. Uh, Psalm 103, let's read the first five verses together. Well, not together, you don't have to read them with me, but just follow along. Uh, 103, uh, verse 1, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits who forgiveth all thine iniquities, who healeth all thy diseases, who redeemeth thy life from destruction, who crowneth thee with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfieth thy mouth with good things, so that thy youth is renewed like the eagles. Now, since we are celebrating Thanksgiving, uh, it really is one of America's most beloved holidays. Um, it's a time we set aside to ponder our blessings, uh, to offer gratitude for the blessings we have. And I'm thankful that we have a holiday like this, but really every day should be Thanksgiving. We should remember to give thanks every single day. Uh, Webster, not that the dictionary always gets it right, but he does this time. Webster defines Thanksgiving as, number one, the act of giving thanks, grateful acknowledgement of benefits or favors, especially to God. Second definition, a public celebration and acknowledgement of divine favor or kindness. Now, surely, we have a lot to be thankful for. God has blessed us with his favor, and he's blessed us with gracious benefits. If we were to begin to count them, they would be more than we could keep track of. We could not number all of them, and uh, I mean, really, it's... Uh, you have to admit that we are. We are blessed beyond measure. Um, thankfulness is, is like love, and it's like faith. It has to have an object to, to be real. And what I mean is, is, is that not only must you be thankful for something, but you must be thankful to the provider of that something. Um, you are thankful for the blessings, and you are thankful to God who gave you those blessings. Otherwise, it's not really thanksgiving because you've not given thanks to anyone. So you have to be thankful for something, but you have to be thankful to somebody. In the text, Psalm 103, uh, it's a psalm of David, and it's considered by many to be kind of his... Uh, his hallelujah chorus kind of thing. Most agree that David was overwhelmed with appreciation for God's abundant mercy and his abundant grace in his life. And although he's known, David's known as a, as a, as a man after God's own heart, David had sinned, and that sin had caused him grief, and it had caused him reproach. And as David considered the judgment that he did deserve and the pardon that he did receive, he was compelled to offer praise, to offer thanksgiving. And, you know, I, I can't identify with some of the particulars of David's sin. I, I do realize the mercy and grace that God has given me. And if you ponder it a little bit, you'll realize the grace and mercy that God has given you. 
I mean, I deserve to suffer the righteous judgment of God for my sin. I deserve that. Yet, pardon was extended to me in God's grace. Of all that I've received from God, the, most thing, the thing I'm most grateful for is his mercy and his grace. Not getting what I deserved and getting so much more than I deserve. Many of the benefits that we put the most value on are, are temporary. The things we value most are, uh, are passing. They are, they are fleeting. But, but the gift and the blessing of salvation by grace, that lasts forever. That is, that is eternal. And if you are saved by grace today, you have more than enough to offer thanks to God for. You have more than enough reason to give thanks for your salvation to the God who provided it for you. Now David is, in these first five verses, he is, he is talking to his soul. Right? He's kind of talking to himself, uh, sort of. It is, in fact, uh, I mean, when you do this, it's called self-talk. And, and self-talk is, is the conversation that you have with yourself in your own head. Now, this is great if you tell yourself the truth, but it's bad if you rehearse all the times your dad told you how much of an idiot you are, or if you hear that coach who told you that you never mount anything, or if you hear your mom that uh, you know, beat you down with her disapproval because you could never do anything good enough for her. If that's the voices you hear in your head, that is bad self-talk, and you need to not listen to that. But here David is telling himself, he's talking to himself and telling himself the truth. He is rehearsing the goodness and faithfulness of God to himself. He's, he's reminding himself of how things really are instead of listening to the lies of the past. Now, as we discuss the opening verses of this psalm, I want to consider the aspects of praise revealed as we think on having this, this heart of thanksgiving. Genuine thanksgiving is offered unto the Lord our God. Our praise to him lies at the heart of that. We have to be thankful for something, but we must be thankful to someone. And that is the Lord God. So, let's look at verse 1 again and see his consuming praise. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Now, as David rehearsed to himself the grace and pardon of God, he was, he was moved to the depths of his soul. He says, all that is within me. Now, this kind of recognition of favor and grace generated this kind of praise that consumed David. David offered praise with everything he had. It was a full commitment of praise. He was literally overcome with gratitude and praise because of the mercy and grace that God had given him. See, his praise wasn't, wasn't fabricated. It wasn't insensitive it wasn't plastic David praised the Lord with all his being the truth will do that to you there's been times in my you know, Christian journey so to speak 
when I've been completely overcome with the awareness of God's mercy and grace, and, and in those moments, those precious moments, praise comes naturally when, 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 you, when you realize how gracious and merciful God is. It's, it's almost normal to become overwhelmed by those things. And it, it doesn't take any effort uh, to, to praise God then. Uh, I mean, you don't have to... to, 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 to doesn't take any effort doesn't take any work to praise God when you are overwhelmed by his goodness see I wasn't trying to appease anybody or impress anyone it was just that overwhelming feeling of graciousness and praise to God God alone was the object of my attention. So praising him and thanking him became normal and natural. I fear that we fail to offer our Lord the praise that he is worthy to receive. There's times when we offer a sincere word of gratitude, but but how often do we praise him with all of us like David did? I mean, has, has the Lord not blessed each of us more than we deserve? Is he not worthy of all of our praise? I'm convinced that we spend too little time contemplating the grace of our Lord and too much time contemplating our own perceived issues or problems. And I can assure you, if you contemplate his goodness and his grace for very long, you will be overcome with the desire of praise and worship to him for what he has done. Let's look at verse number two, and we'll see a continual praise. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. That's bless the Lord, O my soul, again, truthful self-talk he's talking to his own soul he's talking to himself do not forget the benefits that God has given you he says at this moment in life David was keenly aware of the Lord's blessings and he was extremely extremely grateful for them I mean he also knew his own tendency to become complacent and, and, and just like us, he was, he was complacent and, and it was easy to forget God's goodness and God's grace because as he blesses us, we kind of get used to it a little bit and then we begin to expect it and take it for granted so that it's not all that it should be. But, but David never wanted to be guilty of forgetting the gracious provision of God in his life. He was challenging himself and all of us really who read this. Not to get not not to get calloused, not to get used to God's blessings. I mean, God is always good, and He is always worthy of our praise, no matter how bad our life seems or how often we forget His goodness. He is still worthy to be praised and thanked. We tend to forget at times. It seems that when life is going great and we have all we need, we tend to be kind of forgetful. We tend to be complacent. You know, the old adage, you never know what you have until it's gone, is something that we need to consider. 
Rather than trying to be grateful in just the difficult times, we have to be willing to offer our gratitude at all times. Even when we're unaware, uh, God is still good. Even when we forget, God is still good. And he is keeping us secure in his hand. There is never a moment when our Lord is not worthy of our praise. I don't want to be guilty of taking his blessings for granted i don't want to be guilty of failing to offer praise for what i have received in christ i am guilty of that i don't want to be i don't want to forget the good things that god has done look at verse three we have a confident a confident praise Verse 3 says, Who forgiveth all thine iniquities, who healeth all thy diseases. Who forgiveth all thine iniquities, and who healeth all thy... Now remember, he's still talking to his soul. So it's the diseases of his soul. All the diseases of David's soul will be healed. See, David was confident in the Lord's ability to meet his needs, and he offered praise regarding specific areas of healing. Now, now we're going to make an application for physical healing because it is applicable here. But in the context of this verse, this is spiritual healing. This is healing of your soul's diseases. Now, no doubt he pondered the sins of his past, possibly thinking about Bathsheba and the death of Uriah, her husband, and that was a dark period in David's life. A man after God's own heart, yet he orchestrated the death of the woman that he slept with. He knew he was undeserving. But God had offered pardon, not according to what David deserved, but he offered pardon according to God's mercy and grace. See, every believer should be willing to offer praise and thanksgiving for our salvation and the privilege of our restoration to God. We take our salvation for granted, and, and while our salvation in Christ is secure, we should never forget to be thankful. We should never forget to offer praise and worship to the God who restored us to him. See, while we were yet in sin, Christ died for us. In salvation, we were forgiven of our sin. We were, we were reconciled to God. And even when we fail and come short after salvation, our Lord remains willing to forgive and restore. And I am thankful for that spiritual healing in Christ. Spiritual healing is our very first need. Spiritual healing, the healing of the diseases of the soul, the sins of the soul, that is what he promises us here. But let's, let's make an application to physical healing. It's no doubt David had faced sickness and weaknesses while he was walking with the Lord. His body still was made of flesh, and he suffered the consequences of that sin. Uh, in his time of illness, God had been faithful to provide the healing that he needed so badly, and David rejoiced for the healing touch of God. See, we, we can rejoice that we serve a God that can heal, that we serve a God of all comfort, 
There's nothing we face in life that our Lord cannot handle. And, and that, 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 that lie that, oh, God will never give you any more than you can handle, you know, no, that lie needs to be put aside from you with extreme prejudice. God always gives you more than you can handle, so you must rely on him, and, and, and yet he can be relied upon. He's able to provide healing for those who stand in need of his touch. God does heal physically. While it isn't always within his will to bring physical healing, he is always more than able to do so if he desires, if it is his will. We should rejoice for the blessings and the provisions of God in our lives. If you enjoy a good measure of health, then you must praise God for that. You must give thanks to him for that. You see, sin sin ravaged all of creation, and that includes our bodies. Our bodies suffer the consequences of Adam's sin. And for the believer, some healing takes place on earth, but all healing takes place in heaven. Right? Now, now let that sink in. For the believer, sometimes God will physically heal you, and sometimes he won't. But when you get to heaven, you stand in his presence, all healing is done forever. Just understand that the Lord is most interested, not in the diseases of your flesh, but in the diseases of your soul, and you turning to him for the healing of those things. Let's look at verse 4, number 4. There's a considerate praise here. In 103, verse 4 says, who redeemeth thy life from destruction, who crowneth thee with loving kindness and tender mercies. David rejoiced. David was thankful. David praised God for, for his providential hand in his life. And, and, and as, we're, you know, as, as David considered God's goodness, he, he was compelled to offer praise because that's, that's what happens. When you consider God's goodness, it compels you to offer praise. But look at what the first part of the verse says. Who redeemeth thy life from destruction. David's life had been redeemed from destruction. And again, he had lightly thought back over his life, remembering all the times that God had provided for him. There were times when the enemy was so close at hand that, that David literally could reach out and touch the man trying to kill him. Yet God provided miraculous deliverance. He had spared David time and again, providing an escape from death and a place to rest within his care. And there's no doubt that David was also aware that God had redeemed him from, from, from destruction spiritually. God had restored him. God had, had worked in him a broken and contrite heart. Though David was undeserving, David was horribly undeserving, God had provided for his redemption and provided not just the redemption, but, 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 but God provided David a fulfilling relationship with himself. We need to be thankful for the redemptive hand of God. 
Physically speaking, we have, have no way of knowing how many times the Lord has spared us from suffering and death. We have no way to count that. As the enemy came against us, God provided a means of escape and a means of safety. And many, many times we don't even recognize that. Spiritually, we were all separated in and by sin, and we were on our way to hell. And through his mercy and through his grace, God provided his son as the atonement for that sin that separated us from God. Through salvation in Christ, our lives were redeemed from eternal death and destruction, from an eternity in the lake of fire. What a gracious God we serve that would take us vile, wicked sinners deserving of the lake of fire for all eternity and redeem us unto himself through the blood of Jesus Christ. And he did all that while we were still his enemy. Look at the next part of the verse. Who crowneth thee with loving kindness and tender mercies. David rejoiced. David was thankful for the abundant blessings that he had received from his God. God had crowned him or, or uh, surrounded him, um, adorned him with loving kindness and tender mercies. He had heaped upon David loving kindness and tender mercies. I remember as a kid, um, playing with my sister, playing hide and seek. And, of course, being, being little, we weren't real bright. Um, we'd... Uh, try to hide in someplace very obvious and just kind of throw a coat over us, you know, and, and think that the other one couldn't see us. Um, now imagine that, that you're there under the coat and imagine thousands upon thousands of people come and they throw their coats on you. Okay, well, for you as a kid, that would be bad, right? But now think for a moment you're a child of God. And instead of coats, what you have is loving kindness and tender mercies. And instead of being thousands of people, imagine it's God. And time and time again, loving kindness and tender mercy and loving kindness and tender mercy is heaped upon you. Not because you deserve it, but because God loves you and he has blessed you that way. David's life had been flooded with, 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 with the goodness and, and the grace of God. As believers, we too have received God's loving kindness and tender mercies. Just his love is more than we deserve. That's all we got was his love, that would be more than enough. But his mercy withheld the wrath that we earned through our sin, and yet he provides more grace. We enjoy God's loving kindness that speaks of his abundant grace towards us. Grace is God's unmerited favor, which means you could do nothing to deserve it, but he gives it to you anyway. And he offers it abundantly. And we have his tender mercies. Now, now just plain mercies would be good, right? 
Okay, just just plain old mercy, no 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 frills attached, right? No 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 icing on the cake or anything. Just plain old dry mercy. That would be that in itself would be reason to praise God. But He doesn't just give us mercy; He gives us tender mercy. He gives us compassionate mercy. He gives us that kind of mercy, that kind of tenderness as you pick up a newborn child and, and, and you recognize how fragile that child is and you hold them securely and tightly and gently. That's the kind of mercy that God has heaped upon you. We enjoy his compassion and his marvelous love. You see, God, God doesn't withhold the best of his blessings from his children. He heaps them upon us. He provides blessings in abundance to his children. He's wanting us to have not just life, but to have it more abundantly. And we have that right now in Christ. The best blessing we could receive. The best blessing we could receive. The thing we need the most, the one who so ultimately fulfills us, what what we need more than anything else is him. He provides us the blessing of himself because he, God, is what we absolutely must have above everything else. Now look at verse 5. We have compassionate praise. It says, Who satisfieth thy mouth with good things, so that thy youth is renewed like the eagles. Okay, finally, David acknowledges God's good hand of blessing in every area of his life. Now, we know that David was king. He had access to resources most of us will never have access to. But he still praised God for the abundant blessings that he had received. God allowed David to enjoy life. He, he, he provided David a sweet satisfaction as David walked with God. God had not only met David's needs, but I mean, he met most of David's wants. And, and let's be honest, we all have what we need, and God also gives us most of what we want. He is that kind of God. He blesses us that way. David, in essence here in verse 5, is declaring once again that God is good. No matter how bad your life gets, God is good. No matter what you're going through, God is good. God has blessed us more than we can imagine, so, so much more than we deserve. Like David, God has not only met our needs, but he's been, he's been abundantly gracious with us. In every way imaginable, God has been good to us. Many view God as one who is opposed to joy and, and, and distant in our lives and only wants to step in if he can cause us trouble. But these verses prove that that line of thought is not right. He is 
very active in the lives of his children and he wants to bless us with his abundance and and we have to agree that God is good and that God is worthy of our praise and he is worthy of our expressing our thankfulness to him for what he has done let's see if we can wrap this up We're likely this, this Thursday to celebrate Thanksgiving with family or friends. Um, it's just kind of what we do. Um, as, as, as we do this, we have to be mindful of, of where these things we're thankful for have come from. What are we thankful for? You think of those things. I'm thankful for this. I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful for this. All right, you have to think, all right, where did those come from? Who provided those things that we are expressing thanks for? They are from the Lord God Almighty. And he is the one who must be thanked for those things. So we offer the praise and the thanksgiving that God is due with every part of us. See, if we're saved, we, this, this ought to be easy for us. If we know Jesus is Savior, um, I mean, this ought to be first nature to us. Because we have so much to be thankful for. You know, even, even if you don't know Jesus as your Savior, even if you're lost, you haven't come to Christ yet, you can still be thankful because God has still provided you life. He has still provided you an opportunity to, to, to hear the gospel. He's provided you an opportunity uh, to, to, to come to Christ by faith. He's still given you life and breath and health. And if you hear and realize your need for salvation, I urge you to respond to the Lord's provision. Provision of his mercy, provision of his grace through faith in Christ. You come to him to salvation, you ask him to save you, he will save you. And then you can genuinely express thanksgiving to the God who has removed your sin. But for us believers, giving thanks ought to be easy. For us who know Jesus, giving thanks, man, that, that ought to be an everyday thing. And if it's not an everyday thing, I've got to ask you, why not? It's because we have not been considering all that God has done for us and all that we have to be thankful for. Let's not be guilty of that this Thanksgiving. Stand with your heads bowed and eyes closed if you would, please. Father, this morning we we come to you and it almost seems trite since we've been looking in your word and talking about giving thanks to say thank you. Um, But Lord, we want to mean it. We want to be thankful for all that you have done. We want to praise your name for your mercy, for your grace, for your loving kindness, for for those tender mercies that you adorn us with not because of anything we have done to deserve it but just because you are a merciful and gracious God and if for no other reason that alone father should be reason enough for us to say thank you so father by your spirit's power please bring to mind 
the things that we have not expressed thanksgiving for so that we can repent of the sin of not being thankful and express that thanks to you as you deserve. It is your due that your people be thankful to you for all that you have done for them. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. For a closing hymn, if you take your songbook, 294. 294, remain standing for this closing hymn. 294, just as I am. Sing the first verse. Pizza be here just any moment. Uh, please join us for lunch afterwards. Pizza.